You're listening to the Tech Life Today podcast, featuring thoughtful stories and diverse personalities of the alumni, students, and staff of the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. This is the place to learn and be entertained by people with a passion and a purpose, both inside and outside the classroom. The Tech Life Today podcast is an extension of Nate's online magazine, Tech Life Today. You can find more stories online by visiting techlifetoday.ca or by going to Tech Life Nate on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Liz Pittman. I'm a writer for techlifetoday.ca and the host of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Today's episode might make you want to book a flight. I'm so lucky to have two very well-traveled people join me to talk about lessons learned from time around the world. Terry Flanagan is Nate's Director of International Administration and she's logged countless miles around the globe in her personal and professional life. Bevel Fernandez is an international student at Nate working to complete his BBA in accounting. He moved to Canada from Tanzania just over three years ago and has spent a lot of time working with other international students as a peer mentor at Nate's International Centre. We'll chat about favourite places, advice for travellers, and maybe most importantly, we'll talk about how embracing new cultures and challenging ourselves to learn about others can lead to a better, more understanding world. joining me today. I'm very excited to have you on the Tech Life Today podcast. I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking about travel and experiences around the world. For sure. Thank you for having us. Uh, So Terry, I'll start with you. Do you have a a tally or a record? How many different countries have you traveled to? Would you know? There's Um, a lot. (laughs) No, I haven't actually tallied that up. But in my passport in the last little while, I would say the last two years, I do have a few countries that I've never been to in my personal life because of work. Yeah. Yeah. So traveling abroad to, um, you know, different countries like Ecuador, where I'd never been to, but I wanted to go to from the time I was 17, um, got to do that because of our work uh, in Nate International. So that was really uh, an exciting opportunity, but going to Mexico with our recruiters, having an opportunity to go back to India. Um, yeah, no, I haven't actually tallied it up. Have I've, you, Fennel? No, have. I haven't, but I have really been considering getting one of those huge uh, scratch maps. I'm not oh, sure yeah. if you've seen any mm-hmm, of those. Mm-hmm, they're cool. I know, they're so cool, but uh, Terry, if you haven't seen them, it's like this humongous map, and you can actually scratch off where you've been. Oh, so you're erasing the world as yeah, you see it, I exactly. see. <laughs> and you can write notes in them and like mm-hmm. have pictures as memories. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of miles traveled between the two of you, for sure. Do you, Terry, do you have a favorite country or one that sticks out in your mind that you've been to recently? Because of work, I've traveled to Turkey twice, and I had never been, and my husband and I were like, we really want to go to Turkey. Like, for 10 years, we were wanting to go to Turkey. And it, it, this opportunity through work came up, and it was required twice in one year, and, and I wasn't unhappy about that. <laughs> but then recently, as a family, um, we took quite an extensive time outside of Canada, and then again within Canada and Ontario. Uh, but... I said, I think we need to go to Turkey. And so brought my daughter and my husband there as well. Like I really just, 
I don't know what it is about the country, the city of Istanbul, maybe where we stayed initially for work and the neighborhood that's directly behind this particular hotel. I just, honestly, I just loved it. I would go back anytime. Uh, your face just lights up. When yeah. You're that's amazing. Yeah, that's You're just really ready to good. pack your bags and leave right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, that's fine. Bevel, what about you? You have done a little bit of traveling, and of yes. course, you moved to Canada in the last couple of years. What stands out for you in terms of travel and where you've been? To be completely honest, it's, uh, it's a place close to home. Uh, it's an island, actually, called Zanzibar. Uh, it's honestly, to me, the best place in this world, and I can see myself just laying there with a beer in my hand, and staring at the ocean, with the only worry is if the waves get into me or not, and... Uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> That's a nice life, I guess. <laughs> Watch the sunset. Another day exactly, done. right? And uh, growing up by the coast, I really do miss uh, miss living by it, enjoying the water and just the nature around it. And uh, hence, earlier this summer, I actually uh, made a trip to Vancouver. Oh. Yeah. What was that like for you? Was that your first time in Vancouver? It was. Uh, I actually went with a close friend of mine, and uh, Marco is his name, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But Marco and I are extremely adventurous, and so one of our uh, goals or things to do on a bucket list was uh, tandem bike around Stanley Park. Oh, fun! <laughs> well, keep oh. in mind <laughs> that Marco isn't the best at riding at riding a bike, and I haven't ridden a bike since I was ten years old. Wow! Exactly. No, but it was a good time. I really did like being by the ocean again. That's amazing. I love that there are experiences that we can have internationally, but appreciate the beauty in our own backyard as well. So many places to travel to within Canada. Now, with all of the miles that you've covered and the places that you've visited, are there any lessons or, or stories that stick out that maybe, um, you know, taught you something along the way, Terry? Well, I, I don't know that it's from when I've traveled, like I've lived in other countries. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've probably gained the most significant life lessons from actually living in other cultures okay. for extended periods. So um, there was this one time when I was living in Haiti, which is, you know, the first black, free black republic uh, in the world. And I, um, I was going with our neighbor, whose, whose name was Monsieur William. So you wouldn't say Mr. Panfil, you would say, you know, Monsieur and then his first name. And I was known by my husband's first name, actually. Right. I was Madame Sharif at that time. Okay. Um, but I went with him on his motorbike, and we went to this village, and it was quite a ways away. And, and, you know, I had already experienced a little bit of what it was like to be a visible minority. So I was white and in a very black population. But this was the first time I'd gone to a village. And this little girl, she was so sweet. And she just looked at me and she was terrified. And she just screamed and she cried and she wailed. And I felt so bad that my skin color was scaring her. I was maybe the first white person she'd ever seen, well, I'm sure. Right. But, you know, this is where, this what you were mentioning about diversity and, and cultures and the mixing thereof, like, you know, we're just, we can be in shock from coming into contact. And if you haven't had that experience of ever being the odd person in a mass of humanity where you are 
the one that everyone can see. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's a highly valuable experience. It humbles you in a way that you, and gives you the opportunity to feel compassion for someone mm -hmm. who's coming themselves into uh, a culture that is predominantly a different color even. And that's just the very basics of difference, what we see on the outside, right? So Absolutely. That's a valuable perspective to be able to break down those barriers and appreciate one another regardless of any differences, whether they're visible or not. For sure, I completely agree with that. And I guess uh, something I've learned from traveling is uh, it challenges you mm. more than anything else. Uh, it uh, not only breaks barriers, but it also helps you grow as a person. Uh, whether it's something as simple as uh, figuring out how to use a map and uh, using the directions to get to a place or trying to order food uh, at a place where there's a language barrier. Of course. And I think something that really sticks out to me is the hospita hospi hospitality. Thank you. Hospitality <laughs> of uh, places I travel to mm -hmm. and uh, how welcoming they are, regardless of who you are. Everyone is so, so welcoming and they really just enjoy your company. Um, something I have learned though with traveling is uh, to do your research on the place before going there. Okay, that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's, uh, it's been challenging at times whereby I just don't know where to go or I'm not sure where to get uh, the foreign currency or mm -hmm. uh, the hotels could be a difficult place to find as well. And so I think doing the research uh, can really, really help uh, get to know the place beforehand. Uh, learning the culture, the norms, and uh, knowing what to expect. Yeah. So uh, research is a good thing to keep in mind. Do either of you have other bits of advice for people who are and maybe inspired by our conversation and are ready to take a trip? <laughs> Any uh, bits of advice or tips to consider before going somewhere new? I, I'm not sure about all of those practical things. They're yeah. all important in having sort of street sense or spider right. sense, sometimes <laughs> we might call that. but. I think that, um, you know, when you talk about personally challenging yourselves, I think it's often really um, important if we think about, there's something that we're talking a lot about in, in our Department of NATO International. We aspire to develop intercultural competence. And of course, you know, what does that even mean? And so it's, it's a really broad term and it's sort of... Um, is, is broad so that you can think about qualities that are very specific to it. So right. if you think about curiosity, if you think about flexibility, um, the ability to actually put yourself into someone else's shoes, we might call empathy, right? And right. so mm -hmm. I think that if you purposefully go to a place where, you know, everything is going to be easy, right. okay, great, because sometimes you just need a break from life and you need to pause Absolutely. A little space outside of your regular time that gives you a true like relaxation time. And then generally, I think yeah. for us and our family anyway, we look for the opportunity to go and do something that's quite different. Mm -hmm. So you're intentionally challenging, as you say, yeah. yourself to experience the world in a different way. And so to me, that's, that's where the excitement happens. For sure. It's yes, the scenery is different, the people sound different, and they talk differently, and they eat differently, they travel differently, yeah. they interact differently, there's a rhythm to their life and their language. But what is it that you can do to kind of figure that out, and how quickly might yeah. that take you? So, you coming to Canada, this has been, I'm sure, although your language is the same, mm -hmm. there were still, I'm sure, systems and structures, and the classroom, all of this would have been different for you. 
Yes, no, it was completely different and uh, quite honestly, uh, I've been with, with the International Center for the last two years as a peer mentor and uh, something about the pillars of the International Center truly resonates with me and I, I think it's actually perfect for traveling as well. Uh, the three pillars would be building community, building capacity and raising intercultural awareness as you said and uh, I feel like you can apply that to traveling and you can apply that to moving to a new place as well. Um, it's something that really related to me when I moved here, uh, moving to a new culture, leaving my parents behind, uh, leaving my friends, the food. Oh my God, don't get me started. But, <laughs> You'll start crying right now. I will. <laughs> but uh, absolutely, it's challenging. But I think uh, the best advice I can personally give is just to have an open mind. I so admire international students and their families who make these decisions to intentionally leave what is very safe, what is very known, and endeavor to you know extend their family's experience into a right. new culture, a new country. Country. And for many of our international students, they choose to stay in Canada for as long as they can, even becoming permanent residents. So, you know, that's that's not a simple thing to do. And, you know, our international student population is, is one kind of manifestation of mm -hmm. that. But so are permanent residents. Mm -hmm. So and, and Nate has so many permanent residents and international students together. Right. Probably like 5,500, 6,000. So, you know, our work in the International Center, as you said, is, is, is to support students and their success and build that community. It's also to support our campus as all of us come to terms with a really new diversity. So Edmonton right. is a hub for incoming immigrants and I'm not just talking about the latest wave of immigrants uh -huh. who of course have been made uh, we hope to feel mm -hmm. really really welcome and supported but um, in general Canada is the place to immigrate and and we need immigrants we need immigrants and we know from our work with industry we've mm -hmm. got skills gaps and we we need these new individuals to become you know contributors to our society so I think the more we can do in our little world here on campus to support yes. instructors and staff and students, um, the easier it will be when you guys graduate, uh, for the next students who come into the mm -hmm. classroom. You know, we, we've all become just a little more acclimatized to ensuring right. everyone feels welcome and included. For sure, I think uh, that's exactly where traveling comes in as well, to be breaking those barriers, as you said earlier, Liz. Uh, it truly gives you a first-hand perspective when you actually meet someone from a different culture. Because sure, you can read books, you can do research, and you can learn about their history. But it's completely different when you meet someone, have a conversation with them, talk to them on a personal level, and realize that they're a human being just like you. Mm-hmm. Well, and with Terry mentioning, you know, when you were in Haiti and having that little girl burst into tears yeah. <laughs> and you felt that feeling, mm -hmm. now you have that perspective, say you're back in Canada speaking to an international student, they might be feeling the same thing you were feeling. You right. have that perspective and can carry on that conversation and have curiosity to ask them how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. That's only going to make everybody feel more comfortable, right? Yeah, and I hope that I don't greet them in person. <laughs> never, never, never. Oh, I thought we were not talking about the yeah, first yeah. time we met. Oh my God, oh God. don't oh, say it on okay. me. <laughs> oh, you two cracked me up. I am so, so pleased that you were both able to join me for this episode of the podcast. I hope that we've inspired some wanderlust for our listeners. And, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Liz. 
Thanks again to Terry and Bevel for being part of the episode, and thank you for listening. Next month, I'll sit down with Christine Bannerman, an ex-military nurse who now leads the health services team at Nate. She volunteers with Veterans Emergency Transition Services, an organization dedicated to finding veterans who've fallen through the cracks and getting them resources, whether that's housing, groceries, or mental health support. She'll join me to talk about her deep connection to the military and why she's compelled to find vets in Edmonton. The Tech Life Today podcast is an extension of Nate's online magazine, Tech Life Today. You can find more stories online by visiting techlifetoday.ca or by going to Tech Life Nate on Facebook and Twitter. If you have feedback you'd like to share about the podcast, please email techlife at nate.ca. Thanks so much for listening. We can't wait to share more Nate stories with you.